Our best stock trades of 2021 might be in stocks that don't even exist yet. Today, we're talking about companies that are some of the best at what they do, loyal customers, fantastic products and services. The one thing they don't have is a publicly traded stock. In 2020, we got some of the high-flying IPOs. We got into those before they IPO'd, companies like Unity and Airbnb, and we're on the verge of a bunch of startups hitting that point in their evolution where they're not to raise more money from VCs, but this time, investors in the IPO world, where anyone with a brokerage app can do it, just like us. But we think the market for IPOs could be even bigger in 2021 because more young people are investing for the first time. Active investors have opened up new accounts on Robinhood and all the trading platforms are basically free now. But is getting in on an IPO too late if you do it the day of? Well, today on Dumb Money, we're going to look at companies that could go public sometime in 2021 and how we are investing in them today. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo. Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. It is pre-IPO day, our big special episode. I think we're still on the air. New technology, testing it out. Um, but you guys, we, we're taking a look at these companies that we think could be big IPO success stories in 2021. Before we do the ones that haven't come out, actually, if you haven't hit the thumbs up button, you should do that first. You know, I, I'm getting a little off script. Dave, but, uh, Dave yeah. before you even do the ones that we are already in, could we just talk about the asset class and why we think it's a big deal next year? Because yeah. most people not might not realize we kind of have four, I don't know, maybe four big assets classes of investments that we invest in. We have cash flow investments that are operational, like my restaurant and your bar, Dave. Um, we have early stage investments. We invested, I don't know, we're probably in, I think somewhere around 50 or 60, maybe 70 uh, early stage companies. These are startups that we've invested in over the past decade. Uh, we made, what, 27 or 28 of those investments just last year alone. Uh, so, ah, sorry guys, lost my earpiece. Give me a sec. Give me a sec. I'll be back. Uh, this is great. I'm a mess today, dude. I am a mess. Uh, my You're also uh, playing back at the wrong speed still. It looks All right. Like. All right. So uh, we have early stage investments. We have obviously what we do in public markets, which is most of what this show is about on Dumb Money Live. But we also have this fourth class of investments that we started getting into a few years ago, and it's worked out really well for us. It's late stage pre-IPO trade, right? So these are late stage companies that are probably usually within two years of IPOing, right? And these are companies where it's not, there's no clear path to invest in these companies. And that's why this show is so exciting is we're going to discuss the different ways that we wedge our way into these companies. And why is this big next year? Have I've heard from just about everyone I know, everyone I follow on Twitter, all my VC friends are calling me up. My hedge fund buddies are calling me up. They're like, this market is overheated. It's insane. We don't know what to do. Like we're tr we're trying to find opportunities in the public market, but we don't. It's getting harder and harder to see them. But the one thing everyone can agree upon is there are some really exciting companies that are still private. That man, they're going to be hot when they come into this market, right? And you're going to see multiple expansion. And if we could just get ourselves into some of these companies before they even price the IPO, 
right? I almost feel, and now I might regret saying this, I've only regretted it once before, and that was WeWork. It's almost like a slam dunk for a 2X or 3Xer. Am I wrong on these companies? No, I think that, and they are some of my favorite companies to invest in because they have these kind of crazy opportunities. And people um, people on chat, by the way, giving you a really hard time. I, apparently, you are just a frozen image, although I'm seeing perfectly fine in a No, it's hilarious. Format. I'm watching it on, I'm kind of watching it on the corner of my eye on YouTube, and um, he's like full slow mo like it is weird <laughs> i uh, it's it's really uh really awkward today to uh have this show continuing in such a oh now you're going slow motion you're moving again <laughs> oh no i can see myself now now i see myself damn oh, that's not good so, oh um, my gosh yeah but that was that was a good good intro for people who couldn't just uh who, who could look past you being just a still image and and actually enjoy what you were saying <laughs> um yeah off to a good start off to a good start wait so should okay. he just like go into chrome then and out of safari or whatever he's in i'm in chrome dude he's, oh, he in says chrome. he's in chrome okay um maybe turn off hardware acceleration and reboot uh chrome what turn off hardware acceleration it's <laughs> a chrome a- setting that i found uh when you're running on Macs. i don't like the way it works but well, where is it do i go under file edit view oh preferences um, go under chrome preferences and then there's a search at the top just type in hardware Okay. Is and he running this on an iPad? Toggle. Is that what's going on? No, no, it's not on an iPad. Okay. No, he should be on a Mac Mini, like a yeah. powerful one. It, it says hardware. Okay, use hardware acceleration after. Oh, uh, turn that off. Okay. Yeah, if it's Just on. Just turn it off. Okay, now it's going to ask you to restart your browser. Do I relaunch? Do I do that? You're, it'll kick you off the air. So, uh, Jordan. Yeah. Um, let's let's just have a little conversation while we're waiting for uh, Chris to reboot. The thing <laughs> is, uh, should I reboot also? Because I'm I'm not. Uh, I think I've got. I haven't changed that setting. You actually look fine to me. Occasionally, you, you go blocky and not and too uh, YouTube. YouTube, I look like a fuzzy mess. Well, what the deal is. It looks fine right this very minute. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, I was, uh, 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we basically got into a bunch of uh, pre-IPO companies. Um, a couple yeah, we did actually. Like five last year, didn't we, Dave? Which one? We did five pre-IPOs last year, didn't we? I'm trying to remember. Well, I'm thinking more the ones that are actually on the verge of IPOing, and yeah. we've gotten into a couple of them a while ago. So, like yeah. um, Robinhood, we've we've been in for a while, but yeah. I think this could be the the big year that that Robinhood happens. Um, you see me? Yeah, we see you. Oh, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, just we're just ignoring you. Wait, you see him? I don't see him. I oh, see you don't him. see him? I see him on YouTube, but I don't see him in the platform. I'm not frozen anymore, right? Like, I'm not frozen. This is not a beta product that we're using right now, and we're actually investors yeah. in the platform, so um, I'm really kind of hilarious. not very happy with that, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are we or through one of the um one of the accelerators we're in oh, yeah, the fun that we're in. Yeah. um so we're saying that uh, the the ones that we're already invested in that we're hoping could be ipos this year robin hood that's at my at the top of my list and we got those shares by actually searching the cap table and trying to find an individual investor who got in early who was willing to sell shares and so we found a, a series a investor who yeah. um 
sold us shares directly. Um, another uh, investment that we got into last year that there's talk that it could IPO, uh, SpaceX. We got in through that, uh, through a VC that actually got an allocation and uh, a round of funding. Um, yeah, so Chris and you got into SpaceX. I did not do that one. Yeah. And, and SpaceX... Maybe because there's a theory that they wouldn't IPO. They're not going to IPO right? you know, anytime. in the- Elon has said that he... But it turns out that it doesn't matter what he says. He, he, he just, just, he just does random want. stuff. It, it's, it's not SpaceX. I mean, SpaceX will have a spinoff IPO and he acknowledged it actually... I see Chris last month. Do you, am I crazy? I see Chris on YouTube, but I can't hear him. Um, and I don't see him in the platform. You you can't hear him right now. I'm not on YouTube. Anymore. No, you can hear him. I don't hear I'm a, hearing him I don't in my hear ear. A thing yeah. that Chris says. Let me check. Um, your, let me check YouTube. Wait, YouTube hears him. Wait, I'm I'm not on YouTube anymore. Now I, I am. <laughs> he doesn't show up in my platform at all. Oh, I um, I'm sure glad that we had this uh, trial run on a important day like uh, IPO day. Let, you want to redo this episode? Redo. <laughs> no, it's it's freaking. <laughs> yeah, out. I can't hear Chris at all. I don't see him. I don't hear him. Wait, they, can hear they can hear me. They can hear me. Wait, they the, hear me. The internet can hear and see Chris. Just Jordan cannot. Yeah. And so yeah. now I have to communicate to Jordan what Chris just said, which is they can hear me. They can hear me. They can hear me. Wait, Jordan can't hear me. Jordan maybe, can't I'll, hear maybe I'll me? refresh my browser. Maybe I'll refresh. Yeah, refresh maybe Jordan. Your browser. <sighs> Maybe it doesn't uh, like that we're all logged in as admins. Probably not. Um, you want me to send you a share link? Yeah, you do that. I'm going to text email this. to me. Can you email? I'm it oh, to you can text you right it. I'll, I'll email it to myself. That could be the issue. Yes, this is this is going to be. I'm just happy that I'm still on the air. I don't know what you guys are up to. <laughs> all right. So as they figure out uh, and and relog in, um, I knew today was too good to be true. I knew it. I knew it. I knew something was going to happen. Let's you have Jordan I... because because Jordan's not hearing you. Jordan, if you drop out of the logged in version and go to the guest version, we'll see if that helps, and then we'll keep Chris on so we can talk about the SpaceX that Dave, we got. How in. do I drop out? How do I drop out of this the right way? Uh, you just stay with me. We'll wait for Jordan to come back. Okay. And uh, and we'll see if Jordan can hear you. We may we may have solved the problem by that point. Okay. Um, um, look at this though. We're we're somehow holding on to our viewers. This is great. Thank you guys. Th- Dude, I, you guys are the best. We, we this is we apologize, but Dave wants to do his van trip, so he's got to get everything you know set. I don't I don't understand why only my studio that I just popped out of a suitcase as a test run just to make sure I had all the uh, adapters and everything that I needed. How that is somehow working better than your like permanent setup? No, it's this this company we're invested in. That's the stream company. It's just not working. Um, now, are you playing back at normal speed for people on YouTube right now? Oh, let's see. Uh, no, I'm frozen, it looks like. Oh, perfect. I'm yeah, frozen. you're still in slow-mo. But that happened the last time, and that makes me think it's something with your system. You're, do you have a uh, you have, you have a CamLink 4K plug directly into yeah. a USB-A yeah. plug on the back of your Just Mac like Mini? always. Just like always, yeah. Hey, Dave, why don't I do this? Why don't I call... Why don't I do the show from my phone? How about that? Want me to do that? It's wor- worth a try. Um... Meanwhile, it looks like uh, Jordan has re-entered the room. So let how me do know. I leave this room right now? I'm going to leave this room. How do I leave it the right way? And I'll join from my phone. I don't know if there's a right way, but I'm pretty sure if you close the browser, it will we'll just kick you right off. There, it did. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> and uh, could you hear him that time, Jordan? Uh, yeah, I, just, I heard him, um, which is good. Okay, well, you're back, and you seem to be going full speed on my monitor, but that yeah, is uh, I, no I indication. Full speed and high definition on YouTube also, so I bet that'll break once Chris rejoins. We'll just have to see what happens. Well, the internet's so far behind real time, I can't even... Somebody said I'm fast mode. I hope I'm not, like, overly fast. Or maybe just by comparison, you're going normal speed. Yeah. 
It looks like it occasionally like pauses and then catches up. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I don't know. What are you so then the do? other um, the other company that I've read articles saying that could IPO that we were involved in is, uh, and I don't know if you were in this one uh, either, Jordan, but uh, Masterclass. Yeah, I'm in Masterclass. They've they've raised money numerous times. We got in very early on that one. Well, um, that was like three year, three or four years ago that we got into that one. So hopefully yeah. we'll do well. I don't know. Um, they've been look. They've got a ton of content. Do you ever go watch any of the master classes? I actually, it's it's like such entertaining television. It's like yeah. to me, it's not that I'm trying to learn something or actually want a master class in something, but just seeing that caliber of person, seeing Ron Howard directing, seeing well, that's the cool thing Martin is like Scorsese, getting to see you know. behind some of these A list like top end talent people and just see their thought process and kind of what how they approach problems and things like that. I think that's exactly. got the most insight. Even 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 things that you know I'm just interested in as a human, but never would consider you know doing like architecture that that fascinates me there's yeah. just so much good content on there so anyway if if that ipos that would be uh nice for us um and the kind of that's the third way that we we got in that one was through a private spv a special purpose vehicle that is basically a company that its whole purpose is so that multiple investors can share in uh you know we got into that deal stock. dave it was cr- it was chase was it chase was that i think, I wonder, it I think that might have been the first deal we did through chase no the first one I did with Chase. Yeah, I think it is the first one because the second one was, it was one of the other. It was that um, satellite company. Capella Space. Capella Space, yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah, we're still in, what, 30 or 40 uh, pre-IPO companies, but those are the three that I think have the kind of shortest path to IPO. Did Chris just try to FaceTime us? Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he is trying to FaceTime us. Does he want to just... Maybe just hold up the phone and that can be the Chris stand-in. Chris uh, just FaceTimed, but didn't turn his camera on. I think he's just trying to make a phone call. Yeah. Back to this episode of Boomers with Technology. It's Oh, Chris says he's backstage. Is he in the right... Oh, there he is. There he is. You weren't... There you are. There. Okay, let me hang up on your phone call now. Okay. All right. Okay. Wait. (laughs) Do you see me? No, I don't see you. I see you now. Wait. No, that's on FaceTime. You hung up on the wrong one. FaceTime? I just hung up on your FaceTime call. He he hung up on the internet and not on the FaceTime call. (laughs) Although somehow I still hear you in my ear, so maybe you I'm are on and it's just your dude. camera's not on. Let me see. No, I don't see you. I'm... Refresh your browser. Okay. This is amazing. So, um, yeah, so those are the three ways that we've uh, done it so far. Direct uh, shares directly from an investor who wanted to sell through a VC firm. Uh, that one was uh, actually uh, Oceanic Partners and yep. through a private SPV. And then for other ones... Um, We've used a company called Forge Global. I did that for the Airbnb earlier this year. Uh, they recently merged with a company called Share uh, Shares Post, which is a another kind of platform where you can uh, basically buy and sell shares of stock that don't exist in the public market. And Chris yeah, is backstage again. Yeah, companies like Forge will um, send out information every time they get allocation to some company. So just getting on their mailing list to figure out you know, what, what they've got coming up, that way you can be in the know. And the um, downside to all of this is that um, to be a pre-IPO investor, uh, you have to be basically an accredited investor in most of these platforms, which means you have, uh, I believe it's a million dollars um, of liquid assets, or you make over a threshold of maybe $250,000, $300,000 a year or something like that. Hey, Dave, I got to get an adapter. I'll be right back. <laughs>
Of course you do. But I think they, I, I thought, and I don't know what the exact rules are, but I remember reading an article that they were going to start to relax some of those guidelines to become yeah. an accredited investor. So um, it might be a little bit easy. So if you weren't before, maybe, you know, read up on the guidelines and maybe you Check are Check back now. and see see when the rules change. And, you know, I, I've said on videos before, and Chris has said the same, before I was actually an accredited investor, I checked the box saying I was, and no one really cared. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not a, an attorney and can't give you legal advice, but that's what I did for myself. And, uh, <laughs> and I will uh, also note that the first time I invested in a startup company, it uh, went out of business. So there's oh, that the first, word of uh, the too. first one? Uh, it was uh, actually with Chris, and it was uh, a little um, startup that was, they, they basically needed some bridge funding to uh, have inventory manufactured and stored. It was a, uh, a, a med- medical device that stored insulin uh, at mm. cold temperatures, a portable device that didn't require the larger kind of refrigeration um, unique product. They just needed a little bit of money to uh, to keep going, but clearly that wasn't enough for it to actually keep going and survive. Yeah. Okay, you can hear me, right? I can yes. hear you, and we can see you. Sweetness. Okay, I got my... I'm all set. And I'm, I'm going to check YouTube, and in 30 seconds I'll tell you if you're playing back at normal speed. Okay. Um, okay. So we were just talking about um, the three types of uh, IPOs that we've... Uh, pre-IPOs that we've gotten into, the three that we think might go public this year. Now, let's talk about the ones that are the hot... IPOs that uh, everyone is anticipating this year, and some that I haven't seen other people talking about that that Chris is actually really excited about, uh, and they're in our thumbnail. Uh, Goat and StockX come to mind. Th- yeah. Those are ones that I haven't, uh, you know, if it weren't for you and the uh, trend of collecting, it's not something that I would have been thinking about. But um, you're, you're excited about those. Yeah. So, so so everyone knows kind of our Pokemon social experiment this year that went haywire. Uh, obviously got involved with Collectiverse, a big trade. For us, and uh, that trade is still an interesting one that we're going to explore later this week as well, or next early next week. I think there's still an ARB opportunity there, potentially, maybe. But we are starting. The three of us are involved with funding um, a data and content aggregation company for the collective space, and that's something that we actually. I'm just sent my wire in literally an hour ago, guys. I wired in as well. That's a company we'll talk about quite a bit this year. It's a company to basically that will fit into the whole StockX goat ecosystem of sneakers and trading cards pricing better pricing data, uh, better active content. It's going to be a really good company, but love the whole space. I think the space is on fire. Um, obviously, guys like Cohen, who just purchased um, Collector's Universe, agree with us. So, listen, we're, we're knee-deep in the space, and I want to get deeper. I want to have exposure in the space. Some of the market leaders, Goat and StockX are the companies that are the biggest. Uh, Stadium Goods is another one that are the largest platforms for aptly um, transact. Okay, so these are platforms safely transact collectibles like stickers primarily, right, with Goat uh, you can actually send sneakers in. They will validate that they are real and they are authentic and they will handle the sale transaction in a safe way. Uh, the companies have blown up over the past couple of years. Now go trying to get in other product categories beyond just sneakers. Uh, I think there's a lot of runway here. I think the really hot IPOs 2021 or at the latest 2022. Uh, Goat just raised money at a $1.7 billion valuation. I think StockX raised at a $0.5 billion valuation. What's really interesting about this deal, and I know that this just 
one I'm going in on, guys, is the way that we're getting into the deal and how we're having to transact for the shares. Uh, so this not going through a this is not going through like one of those uh, platforms, right, where they accumulate employee shares and they put it into a fund. This is an actual direct transact between me and an individual in the company that owns shares. So an, a, a company employee. Now, the way that these things are done is they are done as called forward contract because a lot of times acts not have the authority to sell your shares, right? So you cannot sell your shares. Only certain class categories will allow you to sell your shares. Sell your shares. It's a really long process. You have to get approval from the board of directors. You have to go to the general counsel of the company. We did it with Robinhood. You know, those series A shares we got from Robinhood. It took us months, months of legal and trying, and we knew the founder, right? So I had to like, I had to email Vlad and be like, Vlad, get with general counsel and approve our shares. Like, you know, like we're not going to be short-term shareholders. We're believers in this thing, right? Like even finding those shares was difficult because we basically had to just go down the list of, um, of series A investors and, and make phone calls. It was really tough. There there were, there were some, like some big names on that list too. At one point, uh, our people were calling Snoop Dogg's people, yeah, right? It, 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 it was <laughs> tough, but we found shares. We then got the actual possession of the shares. We're on the cap table of Robinhood. In this situation with GOAT, and this is important, guys. This is really good education. So I'm going to tell you right now, 99.999% of investors do not understand this piece. A forward contract is essentially an agreement that you structure. Anybody in the world structure this type of an agreement. With someone owns shares in the company, most common employee of the company, and what that forward contract says is that when they take possession of those shares, they must sell them at an agreed upon price, okay? So if you have a friend, know someone who works for a company, find someone who works at a company that you want to invest in, you can hire an attorney and draft a forward contract to acquire their shares at a determined price that you will prepay them for, okay? So they get the money today and they are basically promised to give you those shares when they take a action of those shares really six months after the company ipo guys yeah. this it's, is it's similar to like an option right but you're actually buying you're, you're paying up front and they're getting the money up front but they can't actually give you the shares they just get the money and they also still have the shares and then they give you the shares uh contractually obligated to give them to you when they're allowed to yes and this is really important guys because it's a risk transaction this is as risky as it gets because you're buying shares individual and you're trusting that that individual is going to give you those shares at a future point in time. So if you don't know that individual or if you don't know someone who knows that individual and you don't have that level of trust, it's a bad, bad idea because all you have is a legal agreement. Yeah. Okay, so in this case, I'm going through a close friend of ours has a relationship with someone at that company who has shares and trust this person. I trust the person I'm going through. It's still risk. It's a risk I'm willing to take because it's the only way that I'm able to, uh, you know, find shares right now um, that I want. And so- hey, Chris- how does that work for um, like the length of the holding? So do you, is it still a long-term holding? You know, if you uh, hold on to from the, con- is it from the contract date purposes. or is it when you get the shares? How does that work? Jordan, that's a great question. I actually have no idea, but that's an amazing question. I, I, I bet you there's a lot of interpretation and in how you want to answer that question for tax purposes. And that's something I'll have to deal with with our CPA. I think we're in at least one or two other forward contract uh, deal that we've yeah, done we in are. the past. So, but guys, this really interesting. I think fascinating about this is anybody technically anybody do it right like i think you might be a, a legally a qualified 
investor or accredited investor, excuse me, to transact in a private security potentially. Uh, although it's not really a solicitation by the company, it's a private transaction between private individuals. Um, but it's something that can do. And a lot of the companies like JRPOD and those guys, this is essentially what they do a lot of the time. They will work a forward contract with a bunch of, and then they will aggregate those shares, the contract for those shares, and then resell them, okay, to you and take 15% of the upside in exchange for doing that. Now, they will also usually buy insurance, right? So that if one people they're buying forward contracts from, just like splits the country when they get their shares, says, screw it, I'm out of here, um, and they'll, I'll deal with the consequence. If that happens, they usually have insurance to cover that. And also, because it's spread amongst so many people, it's unlikely that's going to happen more than one or people, right, in a group. So when you're doing a direct forward contract per person, it's a tremendous amount of risk because one person, the guy you're in business with, a girl, they bail, screwed. And in this case, my investment is $200,000 investment goat. So I'm purchasing $200,000 of goat this individual. Uh, my buddy, all broker, uh, charges a tiny little fee uh, just for doing the transaction. And that's how it happens. I mean, that's how you get shares, companies yeah. that are otherwise impossible to get shares. Hey, Chris, I don't know if there's anything you can do to uh, be louder. Are you plugged into a microphone or anything? Uh, I'm plugged in not to... Are you just talking oh. through your phone? Yeah, I'm just talking through my uh, phone. I mean, or I have my earphones in. It, am I, let me ask you, am I louder now? My ear Yes. Phone, is that louder? Yes, you are louder now. No. Yes, you were. I can't hear you now. He can't hear me. <laughs> I lost you. Yes, you were louder. I can't hear. You were louder, but you can't hear, can't hear at the same time, clearly. Oh, he just said goodbye. He gone. <laughs> he bounced. This uh, this is one for the record books of worst internet streams Wait, so, ever. So uh, he's, he's are, back. Am I in a forward contract one? Did I don't remember doing a forward contract on any of the ones that I've done. Um, there's one uh, with Chase. I'm not sure if we can say which one it is, but yeah. you're. In, I believe you're in that one with us. Yeah, okay. Um as far as other forward contracts, I'm just, I, I, the structure of these is also different and I don't yeah. always make a note of it, but uh, I know that we're in multiple funds, we're in um, transaction not complete, uh, convertible notes, um, see preferred shares or get actual shares. Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing any that off the top of my mind say this was a, um, this was a, uh, a forward contract, but I believe my Airbnb shares were a forward contract. Mm. Yeah, they, they are a lot of time in those deals. Um, 23 and Me is another one that I can't remember. Did I actually buy that or not? Man, we I hope talked not. about it. <laughs> hope not. I'm pretty sure I did not. Yeah, I think we were all wanting to do it, and then for some reason we decided not to, and then I think that whole space fell apart. I remember yeah. we were talking about that and Roomba at the same time, and I, yeah. I made money on Roomba, and I don't think I did the 23 and Me. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how you associate things. I remember Guess where what? we were having lunch. Uh, that was a Denton. Yes. Uh, what else, guys? So we got, I think, I think Goat's big. I think StockX is big, too. I'm trying to get into that, all right? Um, I yeah, I'm, I'm not as excited about those, but I can tell you that there are several that I would like to get into. Um, Stripe. I don't know if, if it is going to happen in 2021. It's a huge valuation. I, I believe over $30 billion the last time uh, yeah. they they took money, $36 billion. And the problem is, who's going to let you in? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. One person is all you need. Yeah, I know. One I know. person. So uh, I, I want to look for that. Um, I saw that Oscar Health, the uh, the insurance company, 
um, might go public this year. They've uh, raised $1.5 billion since they were founded. Um, that would be one that I might be interested in. They actually were my health insurance as a, you know, unemployed person who needs to buy insurance. I, and, and the thing, they were uh, like super easy to deal with and I loved their marketing material. And instead of talking about all of the like co-pays and, and language that I don't understand when it comes to insurance, it was like very straightforward. Their net promoter score is uh, three times higher than the industry average. So um, that's, that's company like, but then the ones that I, that I would really like to get into uh, and it's in our thumbnail, Bumble, the mm. uh, the dating app, the the women first dating app. And uh, I didn't really realize, but they also have a um, like a, a they call it Bumble Buzz Networking, which is kind of a LinkedIn competitor. And then they also have a BFF mode for people who are not looking for dating, but they're just looking for friends. Dave, I think I as a post pandemic world, what's your update? Uh, so Chase knows a number of people at Bumble, uh, from the founder to multiple executives. Um, I talked to him today. I told him that we would be open to making a half million dollar invest in Bumble um, if he can uh, get us, find us shares. So he is making phone calls today on our behalf and is going to try to identify shares in Bumble. Look, Lisa Autry likes that idea. I don't know if she's talking about Bumble or not, but uh, I, I, I love Bumble. I would honestly, guys, Coinbase is uh, between Coinbase, we haven't talked about Coinbase yet. Between Coinbase and Bumble, those who that I'm most interested in, that I'm looking to go heaviest in, if we can find shares. And guys, we'll let you guys, uh, we'll keep you guys if we're able to find them. Bumble is like really high on my list. Dave. When you say Bumble or Coinbase, which of those two you're more excited uh, about? You know, I, Coinbase just seems like the, the more obvious one, but I'm actually more excited about Bumble. I want to be in both. I would, I would want to be in both. Right? I mean, for sure. you imagine dating app. I mean, you've been you've been hyped on Match all year. I get credit for that. You're in it, right, yes. Dave? Yes, I'm in that, and and I've been in it, and it's my it's my uh, pandemic and reopening trade. And we have comments. Uh, Vernon saying that uh, Bumble is going to be great for the Roaring Twenty Twenties. I completely agree. Yeah, I, I, I really want to get in Bumble. So like that, that's a big folks for me. And also Coinbase is a little late because they filed, right? They filed for their I IPO. It's going to make it yeah. kind of tough, but not necessarily impossible. Um, but we're going to try to get in Coinbase. Now, I know they trade a future contract Europe on Coinbase, on the Coinbase IPO, but I don't think we can legally trade. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Show just keeps getting better. How is this? It's I not don't Friday think the 13th. We can legally trade that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, I can't read the name. Nat, Matt wants to know, how are we getting into uh, Coinbase? Coinbase, we don't have a plan yet because it, it's they since they filed, it's going to be super tough. But here's the thing. If we could just find one person that would rather have cash now and later, wait. Well, it's just, it's all about risk, right? And so, you know, are you comfortable waiting the year to see what these cryptos are going to be doing in a year? Or would you rather just de-risk it and take some cash now? A lot of these guys might not sell everything. They might just say, you know what? I'm going to de-risk like half of my uh, half of my options or something like that, right? Jordan, I think they just want to see cash. Like yeah. someone, someone might want to buy a house. There's a billion reasons why someone might want cash today and not wait a year.
year, right, for that cash. So totally. they might want they might want a Bugatti, right? They might want a house. They might want who knows? They might want. A they might be in Silicon Valley and they want to. They they heard about some other hot investment they want to do, right? And so yeah. they can go invest in that with a portion of their basically a portion of their uh, uh, shares. They could be starting a company, right? Maybe, yeah. they, maybe they need seed capital for their own company. There's a billion reasons why someone who has shares in one of these hot pre-IPO companies might want to sell some of those, right? Yeah. And if they do, I'm here. I am ready to go. I am yeah, ready Hucker to Hucker says go. that you cannot, as an American, uh, use FTX. So correct. Not going to happen. Yeah, correct. But but we can look for we can look for. So I'm getting word out of people that we know, brokers, friends that want to make that investment in Coinbase. And a lot of times, what happens is, you know, people might want to invest, you know, fifty thousand or hundred thousand. But it, there's a lot of legal that's involved in doing this, and someone might not want to deal with a fifty or hundred k transaction, but they'd be open to doing a half million dollar transaction. And that's how we got into Robinhood. You know, the guy that we found with Robinhood was not willing anything for less than a million dollars. So we had together a million bucks between us three and one other person um, hit that million dollar level on Robinhood. And so that's kind of how you wedge deals. You have to have a big enough number to be like, okay, let's go spend 5,000 bucks turning to drop forward contract. Hey, Chris, can you hold your camera still or maybe mount it to something? You're making our audience I'm dizzy. I'm trying to mount it, dude. It falls so, when I mount it. This, this one says that they're... Can you like lean it against the wall, maybe? The problem is I'm mounting and using my, uh, my thing, the, you know, the, the round thing on the back, and it just eventually it loses its stickiness. It falls off. We'll see if I can get a few minutes here out of it. All right. All right. Any, what else did we miss? We had... Oh. There it goes. That's it. <laughs> this show, dude, this is the worst we've ever been. That's and, saying a and lot. I'm the only one who's different. I set up a different setting, and yet somehow I'm working, but you're always uh, like a technical difficulty. Mine's technically working. I'm a little fuzzy, but Chris is, uh, you're out of control. <laughs> I'm on my phone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down because I'm going to turn my lights on and sit down, and then I'll hold it better. All right. Is that better? Yeah. You need to uh, spend $10 on a tripod, according to our audience. He's got I he's have got a tripod. Stuff. Guys, I'm holding my phone, dude. I have my whole... This is my you need, camera You need setup. a phone clamp. That, you need to add that to your massive uh, system. Yeah, that's my setup, but, uh, you know, it's not work today. So. This, uh, but some people... This, this is Pedro's favorite episode so far. <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe we're just trying too hard. Maybe. You know, the, 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 the uh, stock talkers or the tick Fintalk. finance kids, they just do everything on their phone with no technology and have like 10 times the followers we do on TikTok. So who knows? Should do this. Oh, all right. So what else are we missing, guys? Those are mine. Those are the ones that I want. Oh, Affirm. We talked about Affirm. That's uh, the, the PayPal co-founder. Um, it's uh, trying to basically kind of compete with credit cards when it comes to financing things over time. Purchases, uh, they're, y- y- you, you can use them directly on a retailer's website. The and part is it's marketed payments. better than a credit card because it just shows you what your monthly payment would be if you did you know, whatever. But it's, ba- it's basically a credit card under the hood, and we all know that. Yeah. Um, but but, but I, I always say... Like $1,000 for a camera lens or... 30 bucks a month you're like oh 30 bucks a month i could do that it yeah it makes it seem better i you know i'm i'm a huge uh proponent of using credit cards for everything for the points but then paying them off in full every time never paying a penny of interest and then you maximize your points affirm kind of is the opposite it's basically saying we're going to build payments that have the profit built in for us you're paying interest but we're just showing you a monthly price and it's built into websites uh walmart best buy peloton adidas 
So Drusev just said that a third of their uh, revenue comes from Peton. I don't know where he found that information, but that is interesting. That is interesting. I, I can wow. believe it because Peloton's a high price item. That's, that is interesting. And at what point does Peloton to take that over themselves? Um, right, and then they make the percent. Yeah, yep. Totally, right? They yeah. absolutely now, should. And, guys, and they could also uh, have the, a model of a more of a subscription product, too, so that instead of, instead of buying to own, you just make payments on it for life. Yeah. Um, can we talk? People are asking about a dumb set up a fund, these pre-IPO companies, like kind of our followers. Well, we're not really set up to do that. That's like, we, we, we hate like admin and legal and all that stuff. It's a, that's a full-time gig, but there is a company in Austin that we have uh, talked to in the past and almost did a transaction with in the past called Micro Ventures. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what they do. They basically are designed to get shares the same way that we get shares through any means possible, even if they have to go through another fund that's already doing this charging them money and then they split that up in very tiny little amount you could invest like a thousand dollars or a couple thousand bucks and that's their entire business model so like if you're into this stuff i would just say check out micro ventures like i'm not endorsing them i've never used them but i know that's what they do that's yeah and and it's basically if you think of the idea of of fractional shares where you know buying one share of amazon was too much and now you can just buy a fraction it's kind of the same thing where buying a hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars worth of a startup pre-IPO company is too much, just buy the $1,000 of it that you want. Yeah, it's going to be there, less. There, there are more fees involved and things like that. So, yeah. if, you know, it's it's not really something that, that I would look to do at my level, but it is definitely a way to get started in the game early. Yeah, they're going to be less efficient than going directly or going, you know, directly to an employee or, you know, something like that. But, um, you know, when you give up there, you gain in uh, flexibility. Yeah, and you have, if you're going to do micro ventures, you can't just like go on there and they're not just going to have a bunch of hot companies you have to like i would say keep an eye on it or maybe just get on their sign up get on their mailing list and then you can just watch i mean that's what i do is i get you know i get emails from all these guys probably once a month sometimes once a week and it'll just show you all the deals that they're getting into and then with micro ventures they're really nice they'll be they give you time limits and they say like hey this is the last day they and they keep you up to date on what's going on yeah um, I'm looking to see what they have on their site currently. Sorry, guys. I'm they had SpaceX for a while. I think that's gone. Where's Chris going? I want to try one last thing because I'm worried now if we're doing this like for the weeks on this new platform. I want to test. This is going Blair Witch set, on us. Maybe if I just set up a laptop, you know, connection and just yeah. do it that way. So it looks like uh, MicroVentures on their homepage is um, at least listing Airbnb, Palantir, Robinhood, Slack, Uber, Lyft. Some Lyft is public. Yeah, Uber. Maybe and these Lyft are just are... ones that they've done. Previously. Yeah, they've done Slack. Yeah, like all the. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Um, You're saying this is some what special we access to some so. special Airbnb shares we didn't know about that haven't sure. gone public yet. <laughs> Uh, Chris, we can do another test off the air once the uh, show's can over. Can we? Okay, great. I just want to make sure. No, we don't. We don't need to. So. We don't need to uh, have a thousand people watch you uh, try to set great. up a camera. So Rajinator just asked me how much in fees for MicroVenture. I don't know. They get so they're gonna. So the way that they work, I think, is that they get. You know, they can buy in bulk, right, from some of these guys that are paying a fee, and then they're gonna charge a fee on top of the fee that they're paying. So um, whatever it is that you would get from somebody at a larger um, chunk, you're gonna pay. You know, probably just a little bit more than that so i don't i can't give you an exact percentage because it's deal dependent 
but you can see all those terms um, for each one of the deals that they have. So just you would want to sign up for an account. Um, you'd have to. I, I'm pretty sure you'd have to have an account before they'd give you disclosure on what those fees are going to be. Yeah, I was just looking to see if I could find fees, and yeah. in four seconds, I could not find. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to be deal dependent um, because it's because they. I'm sure that their fee structure is consistent, but then yep. what they're buying is not right. So they could be getting a deal yeah, from. Sometimes they're getting it directly through a VC. Right. Sometimes they're doing it in the secondary market. They're buying it from shareholders, employee shares of you know startup companies. Yeah, and they're that, all going to have different just different terms. Yeah. Um, I have one other guy that I know Jordan doesn't like, but I am very much interested <laughs> in getting in on Patreon's potential IPO. Uh, yeah. I think that's realistic that they would potentially have one here in the next year or so. I like so Patreon. I think they're valued I definitely at, consider. It looks like they're valued at one point billion right now. Uh, well, that's OnlyFans. I mean, OnlyFans at one point two billion. So I'm not sure. Oh no, Patreon is also valued at one point two billion. So they're just neck and neck. Yeah, I'm sure. It. It's I'm sure they're the they've got the same. It's basically the same business model. Yeah, I, they're each I, about I, as ubiquitous, and I think everybody that's on one is on the other, I, right? No, I think they usually not? pick one or the other now. Do you? Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, they pretty much pick one or the other platform. But uh, Patreon has six million patrons um, who are on the platform, and two hundred thousand. They have two hundred thousand creators who have collectively earned two billion dollars payments through the platform. Yeah, I think I really like their platform and would absolutely consider investing in that. I. I'm going to aggressively pursue an investment Patreon uh, as well. So I'll let you aggressively thing, negotiate some good terms, and then <laughs> I'll just piggyback on that. Um, I, I could maybe put a small amount in, but I feel, it makes me feel dirty. Terms are hard to negotiate on these deals because... Yeah. You kind of get what you get. You get what you get, and you just have to make, like, you know, GOAT was like, I'm paying up, you know, what, 50%, 20% for GOAT based on the round they just raised. But, like, you know, if they IPO, it's probably 2 to 3x that. So, like, I don't really care, yeah. you know, like a year from now. Um, and it's a company I want to be in. So Patreon, I know it's a company I want to be in. If they just raise money at 1.2, I'd be totally fine paying 1.5, right, for the Patreon. Yep. Um, totally fine doing that. So anyway, guys, we're at the hour mark. Remember, we're trying to get these things clean and short, right? We did not achieve that today. Right I would like to close. get these shows down to like 20-minute bite-sized nuggets. <laughs> Well, the thing is, our content was probably 20 minutes, and then we had 40 minutes of like fiddling with internet and <laughs> streaming different different hardware. We we will be better, but but let, let's wrap it up for everyone. Listen, 2021 is a huge part of our strategy investing in pre-IPO late-stage company. It's something that's easier to do for us because we can throw big amounts of money to get people to do forward con you know forward contracts. Um, yep. But it's something that anyone technically do. If you're a credit investor, you can technically do it through a company like MicroVenture. Or you can get on the phone, look at the cap tables. I mean, there's services out there that list cap tables. Otherwise, look at employees. Go to LinkedIn. Look for high-level people, vice president, directors, and above on LinkedIn at a company, right? Dave, isn't that as easy as anything else to do it? Are, you're going to, you're gonna. I don't know. I, I, just, I don't think you're going to have a great success rate, but you never know. That just seems like... Uh, listen, do, hey. Do you even check your messages on LinkedIn? I have uh, probably Dave, 500 pending Dave, requests. This is exactly how the company that we go 
through, get their share. This is how they do it. They literally go person to person and they contact them and say, would you like to do a forward contract in your shares? So you're, you're no, you're doing the same thing that they're doing and they do it. And they, and the, here's the issue for those companies. They could only do a deal when they get enough share to loop together in a fund. If you're a single individual and you're just looking to invest 50K or 100K and you could find a random VP or director at the company you want to invest in who's willing to do this with you and you're willing to pay the $5,000 for an attorney to draft the contract and you're an accredited investor, it's all legal, right? And you decide you want to do this. You only need one person to say, uh, actually, I would like to sell $50,000 shares right now or 100,000 of my shares. It's a lot easier for you to do on your own than for these big share aggregators to do because they got to accumulate millions of dollars of shares. If you know what you're doing and you're comfortable with the legal frameworks and things like that, then yeah, it's easier. If, if, if. Yeah, by the yeah. way, we're not financial advisors. We would never, ever tell someone to do this. All I'm saying is I'm doing me. I'm doing this. And if someone out there feels that they have the knowledge, the financial advice from an advisor or whomever on a particular opportunity, this is the mechanical way that you would go about tenderly doing. That's what this show is about. We're going to show you mechanically how we go about doing what we do, strategically how we think about going doing what we do. Um, we're not telling you to do it. We're not like saying, go do this. But this is what we are doing. This is what I am doing. And we want to share it with you guys, share that knowledge. People always ask, how do you get in Robinhood? How do you get in company? This is how we do it. How do you get into Unity? This is how we got into Unity, guys, at 13 bucks a share or whatever it was, right? Yep. Like, insane. This is, it. this is how we did it. Okay. We made how much money collectively? We are up like $5 million. Okay. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Okay. Our group who invests in Unity is up like $5 million bucks in two years um, on Unity. And it's because we did it before it was, you know, a company people were, it was on people's radar. And I think Patreon and Goat and StockX and uh, Bumble and all the company, if you're in the C world, you're well familiar with them. If you're in the world of public trading, you're not quite thinking about them yet. And so there's an opportunity to arbitrage that window, right? When they're hot, but no one else, who else is going to do the legwork calling all these people on LinkedIn to try to find shares? Chris, I just, something just occurred to me. The other way that we could source these shares is just say, hey, if you work at Bumble, if you work at Patreon and you have shares, <laughs> call me, get in touch, yeah. link in description. <laughs> We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Let's do this. All um, right. Yeah, that's it, man. Well, that's going to do it for today. Thank you guys for sticking with us. I am shocked that we still have nearly a thousand people, despite all of the technical difficulties. And we we hope to improve. We might even switch platforms. I have a feeling we're going to. Um, but thank you guys so much for watching. If you head to dumbmoney.tv, you'll see all the places where you can follow us, including Twitter and LinkedIn. No, LinkedIn? No, that's just my head from what we were just saying. But we're on Instagram and all those good platforms. Chris, do you remember how to end the show? Because uh, I showed you which button to push. Now I'm on my phone. There's Dave, no way so... he's going to be able to do it. Wait, before, right. before you do this, I just saw a genius comment. Ricky, you said swipe right if you have shares. We need to create a startup and it's, and it's tender for investors to, you know. Okay, it's funny you say that because uh, Forge Global, before they changed their name to that, uh -huh. they were actually called Equidate. And oh, yeah, it was right. basically a platform yeah. to match people who have, you know, employee shares with people like us who might want to buy those shares. It was a dating service for awesome. shares. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. swipe so right is already legal, there, but legal work. I know it's funny stuff. though. It's a it's yeah. a good it's a you're connecting. You know, yeah. You're not married yet. The marriage is the legal portion. That's too many. Dave, there's a button. That's what they that, that's what they did though, and they yeah. they managed managed that whole process for you and made it easy. So that I I was a huge fan of that company and still am. 
Uh, only you could end the show, Dave. I can just hit the leave button because I'm a guest. All right. Well, just hit the leave button. <laughs> you guys, thank you all for not hitting the leave button until this very moment. Thanks for watching. We are Dumb Money. Thumbs we will up. see you here uh, tomorrow with a very special show, the 11-year-old expert at EVs and apparently Bitcoin, too. He's a YouTuber and he's a genius. So we're going to have early, that show. Dave, it's early tomorrow. We're doing an early show. It's at One hour earlier than usual. Yes. And, and a little tease for what we have coming up on monday after christmas should we should we say it yeah internet celebrity superstar and genius investor who's made millions in the market this year meet kevin will be joining us with his big stock picks for 2021 and, well we're gonna duel our big stock picks his big stock picks we're, we're gonna, gonna duke it out we're gonna we're see gonna who has the best stock picks yeah we'll have and, to... and we might have we might have to challenge him we can get the best stock pick for next year us us or oh for sure Let's do it. All right. Now I got to work. Now I got to really put my thing cap on for the week. Well, I'm, I'm sure glad we, there was an oper- there was a chance that we would have done that today, but I'm sure glad we did not because of the uh, technical difficulties <laughs> here. Uh, yeah. He's he's a professional YouTuber and we are purely hobbyists, clearly. <laughs> All right. We're yeah. done money. We will see you here tomorrow. <laughs>